Techies, the podcast about simplifying our lives one gadget at a time. Uh, <laughs> this is episode number. I think I caught them all off guard because uh, I did it quickly and I didn't count down like I normally do. This is episode number 54 for Sunday, June 19th, 2016. I'm Shane and also here is Tony. Yep, I'm here. Hey, he's here. What's up, man? Oh, not too much. How are you, Ben? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> What? I don't know. Good. Uh, <laughs> I'm here with. Uh, wait, what am I here with? I was gonna say it's also it's Father's Day. Um, Father's to Day. all you fathers out there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and uh, that other that voice laughing is Matt. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Trying to mimic your high from the, the beginning. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Uh, I'm uh, finally feeling pretty relaxed. I've got all of my uh, summer travel booked, so I'm I'm all good. So good. I was weighing heavy on me, but it's done. Oh, excellent. Yeah, very happy to hear that. Um, yeah. Oh, to answer your question before Tony, I'm uh, not too bad. Uh, not too bad. Yeah. Is anyone is anyone consuming any sort of drinky treats tonight? As Tony Ooh. likes to put it. I've got a KBC, I guess it's Kenny Bunkport Brewing Company, uh, Mango Pale Ale. Oh, do you? Yeah, from Trader Joe's. What happened it's to your LaCroix or whatever? You had that too? Oh, I've got both. That's the backup. That's the, uh, oh. when I'm talking, I, I need some kind of fluids to, <laughs> I don't know if I'm not spitting on everybody. Lubricate just your esophagus but... or something. <laughs> trachea, <laughs> trachea, I guess. Uh, beer's good. Excellent, excellent. Tony, yeah, um, I just finished a Heineken right now. Um, but Ooh, yeah, yeah, everyone's back. To Haven't me. had one of these in a while, so a yeah. Heine, the Heine, <laughs> Heineken. It's one of my favorites. He likes the Heine. Excellent. <laughs> I am currently drinking a Linen Kugel's Canoe Paddler. Canoe, Canoe, and Paddler. Cool, style. With rye. Ooh. That's what it says. Huh. Is it good? Yeah. That's yeah, fine. I prefer... <laughs> I prefer... <laughs> I prefer the... Uh, the other ones I had, uh, which are... And I may still have one left, but the... Oh, what is it called now? The one I... Did I have you try one, Matt? It was the... Uh, the Shandy. So, well, I have a summer Shandy here as well. But uh, the sour, what the heck is it called? Tart. Biergarten Tart. Uh, no, I just oh, talked yeah. I just talked about it on a previous episode. That's right. Uh, nope. I've got a summer shandy here also, and then uh, a also a water. Can you believe that? If you can believe it. Oh, I didn't. Lineage makes that? Which one? The water? Is that's, that a sampler pack? No, that is a great <laughs> value purified drinking water with flavor enhancing minerals. Oh, where's that brewed? Let's uh, see, that's probably brewed in uh, mm -hmm. Niagara. <laughs> no, that's the bottling company, uh, Ontario, Canada. Ooh. Yep. Canadians always make good stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're friendly, and I hear they're just it's just the best place to be in the whole <clears> world. I don't know, I just saw some video on Facebook the other day. Anyway, all right. News. It's the news, the news today. We're talking about. What are we talking about? <laughs> uh, Refinery 29, which I've uh, not heard of prior to this, but they are. They have an article here reporting that this robot will fold your laundry for a cool $850. Ooh. So it's called the Foldy Mate, aka your your laundry folding friend, in quotes there. It is a it's a box a device of sorts that detects if your shirt or pants need to be folded, and then Ooh. promises to fold perfectly and efficiently in less than a minute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> less than a minute, and then and then Matt jumps in and says, "Wait, 
a minute <laughs> for one piece of clothing? <laughs> and I'm like, eh, I'm thinking in the back of my head, you know, it's probably worth it. And m- maybe I might take longer than that sometimes. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Folding's the worst. And this is, uh, this sounds... A minute, awesome. yeah, a minute sounds long, worst. but then when you think about it, you just, you just kind of give it to the clothes and then let it do its thing and you walk away for a while. So it doesn't really matter how long it takes. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's like a washer and dryer too. They, I mean, washers and oh, dryers take forever. Um, but yeah, so so it also has a uh, features. It features a steam cleaner uh, to remove wrinkles, and that's even awesomer. I think. Awesomer. Even though it apparently is is one of the things. There's a few things that, according to the video, that's part of this article. Uh, it may be one of the. Portions that does cost extra, and it may be, I think it said somewhere around $300 extra, so that's that really gets the price up there. But this fits on a standard washer and dryer or table. I think one of the videos actually shows it um, even maybe side by side. It looks about the size. I, I, for some reason, when I saw the picture of this, I would have expected it to be smaller, but it looks like it may actually be about the size of a washer or dryer. And uh, one of the other things it mentions in the video is that is Wi-Fi enabled, although I don't think I went too far into what that entails exactly. I'm sure what the heck they'd use that for. Yeah, yeah probably for apps, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, it, it also won't fold s- smaller or larger items, which, um, I don't know. I guess that's expected for the first round of something like this. What does that mean? So if I'm in, like an XL gentleman, I'm out of luck? <laughs> it's been like... Sheets and stuff. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, bedding or like uh, intimate, I believe, was one of the. Ooh. Or, yeah, it mentioned like underwear or socks, you know, something along those lines. Uh, which kind of makes sense because it's only going to be programmed to really fold so many items. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's actually retailing between between 700 and 850 Available in 2018 and pre-orders are going to start in 2017. And the best part of all of this whole article is that there's already a competitor, well, some kind of competitor out there. I think they may have said it was a Japanese uh, company, and it's uh, called Laundroid. <laughs> I'd buy that one just that name alone. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Way better than Foldy Mate. Laundroid. <laughs> that's almost like a, maybe an Android device to cut your lawn, I would yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, that's what I... Oh, yeah, that sounds... <laughs> does sound... To be the case. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, take that for what it's worth. Matt, what do you got for us tonight? Uh, this one's from Mac Rumors. Uh, Apple reveals Swift Playgrounds educational coding app for iPad. Uh, so this was actually at the end of WWDC 2016. Um, I don't think a lot of people uh, reported on it, uh, but when I was watching the, uh, uh, the keynote, this was one of the cooler things that I thought they, they demoed. So it's an iPad, uh, quote-unquote, game uh, to learn the Swift programming languages. Um, and apparently it uses the full Swift language, uh, full Swift language support, uh, so you can kind of write whatever you want, access any libraries you want, um, just kind of play around with it. Um, and I guess the, the sales pitch, it's a library of Apple-developed programming lessons to help students learn core coding concepts. Uh, and Apple regularly release new standalone challenges so students can continue to refine their coding abilities as their skills and interests grow. Um, so they showed a demo off, and it was a pretty cool, just a, a landscape, and you program this robot to run around this terrain, terrain to get to some kind of goal, and he was on some kind of uh, square grid that he would move around. Uh, it actually looked really cool. Um, so I think they did a really good job with making it look really nice, making you want to program it. Um, it's definitely not just for students, uh, so that seems pretty cool. Um, it's out in fall. Yeah, and, just and to it's get... free. Yes. Oh, yeah, free too. You have to buy an iPad, though. But yeah, you need an iPad. I don't know if it'll be on iPhone, and I don't think it'll be on, you know, a MacBook Pro or anything like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna, it's, I guess, nice for getting, getting people's foot in the door, really to get their foot in the door to getting a Mac, maybe more so. Uh, it, it's, yeah. I, well, I think they're just trying to. They really want to. They are catering to the developers because they, the developers, I believe, you know, I would say that they are kind of the bread and butter of what makes the Apple Store the Apple Store. And that's all of them now. I know they have four different OSs that they talked about at WWDC. And, um, you know, it's pretty much, you know, up to the, you know, the developers to make that stuff and to make that, a, you know, a great environment. All of them. Yeah. And this is a good tool to kind of help, you know, get you going, you know, like if you're new to programming and, um, just to you know, kind of plant the seed, if you will, I suppose. 
Yeah, and it's a step in the, it's a one step closer toward uh, my my what I had kind of ultimately wanted, which was to get Xcode um, on the iPad. I I don't I don't know how much longer that will be. If there will even be a day, I'm thinking eventually we'll get there, but I think it's it's probably still going to be a while. And this is pushing people to you know to buy more Macs, and I think that's ultimately. Um, the direction they want to get people moving toward. Um, Matt, what do you think? Do you think, do you think there'll ever be a time when we do get uh, Xcode on the iPad? I don't know. Yeah, that could be pretty tough. Um, this one yeah, seems like it's, it's more just pushing iPads into the classroom. So they could probably make a, a killing on that. Just the volume of iPads they might sell. Right. Um, and getting, you know, people started with a Swift programming image right away kind of leads them to Max. So it seems like a really good, yeah, <laughs> kind of like selling cigarettes to kids just to get them quickly. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, I, I you know, so so Swift is open source now, right? They, I guess they announced that at last year, or uh, I don't know if it was WWC, WWDC last year, or uh, <laughs> WWDC last year, WWDC twenty fifteen. <laughs> Fifteen. WWDC. That's branded last year. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it was last year that they announced that or or what it was, but I think at the same time I don't. I I still question. I I I like Swift a lot as a language. It seems pretty a lot more straightforward than a lot of languages, but it's not. I don't know if I see how much I really see it taking off. I guess that's the only thing. And the fact of the matter is, is that Xcode on Apple or on, oh, sorry, I, I want to say OS 10, Mac OS now since they changed that. And we didn't, we obviously didn't actually have a full fledged coverage of WWDC this year. But um, yeah, I, I, I just don't, uh, I don't know if I see it taken out. Cause you, yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying is you can still use like, C, C plus plus at least. I don't remember. Can you see sharp in uh, Xcode? I, I don't remember that offhand. I don't think so. I you think C sharp's got mono, which I, I, that might be a. It might be cross platform as well. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I think as long as that's the case, I, I, I don't know if I see a lot of uh, you know other platforms really adopting this. <clears throat> But yeah, my, uh, it's cool. It's it's still a cool thing. Not to not to poo poo the whole thing. <laughs> uh, yes. I, yeah, I think a lot of the the concepts, if you just learn them, uh, yeah. they're transferable to different languages as well. So it's not like uh, learning any of these skills are not going to help you out there. They'll be definitely very helpful in picking up any of the other languages. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, Tony. Let's see what you got. Yes, mine is uh, it's from ZDNet, and it's Microsoft pushes new Windows 10 tool to kill PC bloatware. And uh, this tool actually came out in, um, in May of this year, and it is um, a way for you to uh, pretty much, you, you get a system from, let's say, like Dell or, um, you know, Gateway or HP or any of those companies, and, you know, there's a lot of bloatware on it, you know, just, uh, just nonsense. Or it's called either bloatware or crapware. Um, which a lot of the vendors have it. And another reason, not to get too sidetracked, that Apple, that I like Apple is because Apple doesn't have all these, you know, third-party, you know, pieces of whatever uh, on their uh, on their computers. Um, but anyway, a lot of people like to get rid of that stuff. And um, they usually go to uninstall um, in Windows um, in the control panel. Um, but sometimes you don't really get to delete a lot of that, that crap we're on there. Um, but Microsoft actually has a tool now to delete this stuff. And um, again, it came out in May um, in the Windows Developer Windows Preview. Um, um, I, I want to say it's like their beta version of uh, their, you know, downloading um, their their operating system. Um, but now it's it's an update for you know anyone who's got Windows 10, and it'll basically um, allow you to kind of just download a, as long as you have Windows 10 a fresh copy um, of the operating system without any you know garbage on it. Um, so you can kind of start with a clean um, PC. Um, you just have to kind of download those drivers and you know any programs you want to have on it. You'll have to kind of start that over. Um, but I really did like that. Uh, I remember with Windows XP, and I kind of did this more when I would run a an operating system 
you know, for a while, like, you know, a year or whatever, and just, you know, you have stuff that accumulates on it. And I would always do like a clean install um, just to, to do it. And I, I kind of saw myself thinking of that versus the bloatware. Um, but you can pretty much do this whatever you'd like. Um, but anyway, um, I'm kind of just skipping through some of my notes here. Uh, it, it's gonna, it's out now. You can kind of download it now if you want and, and check it out. Uh, otherwise, it will be in Microsoft's Windows Anniversary Update, which is later this year. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think of this? I know you probably, you guys are all Mac guys now, so you probably don't even really care too much. Um, uh, I think this is good. I think this is a. Ah, oh, yeah, it could be too little, too late. It's kind of like some of the later. Oh yeah, kind of. Kind of um, little. The I, later versions of IE almost it reminds me of how they just take so long to kind of get on the and I don't know Windows Phone for that matter. <clears throat> They're just slow, slow, mm -hmm. slow to market really. And it's funny you should you made the the comment about um, Mac doesn't really do this uh, <laughs> or Apple doesn't really do this, but, but it's. I, I almost kind of feel like their own software is <laughs> is the equivalent. And, oh, and, well, there you go. You could say that, too. But it also it doesn't hinder an experience when you're in that platform or that operating system, whereas third-party software, um, let's say on Windows, uh, you know, might do that. And I know, I want to say, was that a year ago where Lenovo had this third-party bloatware crap on there that actually had a lot of security issues? And that's another part of this article, that angle on where some of this uh, bloatware could be, you know, could open up your computer for potential um, hackers um, or any yeah. viruses that go in there too. So that's another thing that Microsoft doesn't want to do. And um, they, they, I, I partly think they're they're kind of taking a page out of Apple's book about you know the end user experience and this added software. Now a lot of the reasons it's on there is to um, you know usually it'll get a kickback on the prices, especially with netbooks. It was so full of this garbage where. Um, and I and I'm saying that just because I really hate it, and you can kind of tell that. <laughs> um, but yeah, blowware, crapware. Um, <clears throat> but like the more that you know would be put on here, they would kind of in a way use it as you know advertising. So then you would get um, you know a PC for you know X number of dollars cheaper. But now Microsoft, and it, maybe you're right, it's a little too late. Um, is really noticing that you know we don't want this. This is really not giving the end you know, the user uh, um, a really good experience, and then they're really the ones taking the heat for it. Hmm. Um, and then, yeah, again, Apple, I think the only crap where they had is, again, if you're talking about iOS, yeah, all the apps you really can't get rid of. And um, I also think they did have um, Microsoft for Office. Like, they had, like, oh, install this now, but, you know, if you want to buy it. You know, I think I kind of thought that was crap where on something I had a long time ago. Um, I wonder if this is going to increase the price of, like, Windows machines where, you know, if, if I was... If I was selling the, you know, paying to put crapware on someone's machine and they can just easily blow it away, it seems like maybe I wouldn't uh, pay as much to put it on the machine because, you know, there's less machines that actually end up with it on it. So I, yeah. my, I don't think that's a bad thing. I, I, I hate it just like you do. So it's, I, I'd rather actually just pay for a vanilla version of Microsoft if I wanted Windows. Uh, so that would be nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think to go, I guess, the mobile part of this where... Um, I don't know if you guys have ever had an Android phone or, you know, even a Windows phone, but is there crapware on that stuff? Especially like Google, I think, uh, Android doesn't, is there like a lot of stuff on there that you might not necessarily want with like an Android phone? And I know Apple right from the get go, this is what we want on our phone. Um, we don't want anything from, especially like Verizon. Like if you have Verizon, like old phones we might've had, um, and you got a phone, like a flip phone. Um, you would have a lot of the Verizon stuff on there, but I think mostly because didn't they do the operating systems back then, um, like the carriers did. But now, like, you know, when Apple went to Verizon, like, or not Verizon, AT&T, um, they're like, we want to control the whole thing, and we don't want any AT&T software on there. Well, so. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much they control it. You know, with, like, a Kyocera phone back then, I, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking they did the OS pretty exclusively, right? Sure. And well, it like, wasn't... Whoever, whoever the carrier was at the time, uh, yeah. was it maybe ATD, maybe Singular, one of those? Mm -hmm. um, oh, Singular. Yeah. yeah, I forgot. Yeah, they were they were running the same. But um, yeah, I was thinking like you know if I get an Android phone from Verizon, am I gonna have Verizon's whatever wear on it now? I guess I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, you know, I was just. Just to go into the mobile 
area of it. But yeah, I, this is mostly for just Windows, for desktops, laptops. Uh, but yeah. Um, I do You just want that like, you know, native experience that just n with nothing third party, you know, kind of hindering it. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's, you made a comment about, um, yeah, well, your comments about security and all that. Mm -hmm. uh, it actually also reminded me of another Apple uh, thought. What am I trying to say here? Another another thing Apple did with uh, Flash. <laughs> thank, thank you. Uh, came eventually. Uh, how sure. Flash, uh, you know, was something they never wanted to do, and and not only was it a security thing, but I think it was also a bloat issue, probably. Right? I mean, sure. They at least with iOS. They didn't really want any of that. And and in hindsight, you know, at at the time I was like, oh, why? Come on, give us Flash. In hindsight, now that Flash is pretty much non-existent, especially, I'm thinking mm -hmm. it probably was for the best. <laughs> like, Do you think they they had a did they, they play a big part in sort of the death of Flash? Oh, I Do you think I don't think anyone they would argue said that. that? I don't think anyone would argue that. I mean, <laughs> I, at the same time, Android tried it and they ended up not. Uh, cutting support for it anyway so sure sure i don't know I think it was a huge battery drain too so mm -hmm. oh yeah I know, yeah about that. apple went to what was that adobe they're like if you can come up with something and i'm sure apple had probably an adobe's perspective you know ungodly expectations like oh there's no way we will do that hmm. and then apple's like whatever we don't want it <laughs> i'm sure they're like if you could come up with something that would work on this phone that was reasonable with battery power with performance with all that then yeah we'll do it but yeah yeah. Didn't happen. Um, yeah, so I, I, I think this is good overall. And, and the one thing that we, we didn't actually talk about yet, or not the one thing, but another thing that we hadn't yet talked about with um, WWDC was the announcement of, well, and it wasn't even announced. I, no, I think, it wasn't. I think Tony sent this separately uh, about the ability to remove a lot of the, the not, th not third party, the, the, the default apps, right? Yeah, and then like reading and hearing about that a little bit further, it does take them away from the home screen, but I believe they're still inside the OS. Like it's still in there, whether it be the code version of it or taking up space, but it gets rid of all like the data, or, like any data you might save through it. Like I'm guessing if you have the stock apps and you know you have all your stocks there and you delete it, it gets rid of that. But like the actual app itself, I think still stays you know on the phone. Oh, that's kind of weird. Just so removed. They, yeah. So they added the app store. <clears throat> but, but and then you would go to the app store to download it again. Like, but but then like are you, you actually downloading downloading like downloading something? I guess. Maybe yeah, I, I didn't fully understand that. Um, hmm. Like, what's all staying on the phone and what's going away? But they're gonna make it so you don't see them. You can, and I think the mail app is too. You can take that off. I'd imagine it's probably similar to just equivalent to just hiding the icon. There's yeah. probably not much more probably. to it. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, which uh, which I'm fine with. <laughs> I think, yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm just glad, right, uh, you know, companies are starting to remove a lot of bloat. Like there's an actual concern finally that mm -hmm. some people don't want all this crap on their phone, or at least the perception yeah. of having this crap on their phone. Well, the well, they had the newsstand app that you couldn't put in a folder and just tuck it away somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Horrible. Yeah. See, so, at the very least, they should make it as so you can put it in the, in a folder. Like why not what newsstand that is now news? I mean, I, yeah. I got to say, I think a lot of these things Apple's doing these days, Steve Jobs never would have allowed. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, I know. This That's... and was the, the all, opening up to third parties in general. That they've really, although, I, I don't know, I guess OS X or Mac OS, <laughs> uh, I, I, I guess they've been that way for a while. They've they've been able to have a lot of third party types of things on, on there, but I don't know. You guys like the new name? Not to get too far. <laughs> the new... The Sierra, or Sierra. Oh, that name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually really like the name because it's short and sweet, unlike El Capitan. Uh, I think El Capitan was kind of remote. Or know. even, you know, Mavericks or... What was the other one? Yosemite. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yo, uh, Yosemite. Yosemite, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Um... Yeah, I, I like this name probably better than any of those, to be honest. Not has a name been so good since the days of the Snow Leopard or the... I did like the cats. Yeah. It would have been cool if they did Ocelot. Oh, yeah, so so that that really does open the question to, though, is, will it be version 11 or... what? Matt, what do you think? 
what version is this going to be? Have they talked about it? They, well, just well, 10, they got rid of the 10. So it's just... Well, they one. got rid of the 10, but but it's still going to have a version underneath it. The 10 so in that like. aspect, I think, was oh. more like name branding than it was. It was more marketing than actual version number. Right. Uh, we can At all the agree there, that I there's going to be some kind of version number behind the scenes, right? Oh, yeah. Do you think they'll do 10. What is it? 13? Would it be? 10.12? What was oh. El Capitan? Capitan. I think this is an opportunity to make it version 11, kind of. But I don't know. What is it? I mean, what what all do they need <laughs> I, to be doing to it to really make it version 11? Uh, they don't seem to be really doing any major changes. They just keep evolving it. So I think that's the right way to do it. That's what, so, that's what Windows is going so to. Windows, to... So Windows and, and Mac OS are both going to be just stuck on version 10 inevitably now. Is that... <laughs> I think Pretty that's much. kind of the way to Until go. Until they yeah, get rid of that, yeah. yeah. Huh, interesting. All right. Yeah, unless they do a, a complete rewrite or something major behind the scenes, yeah. 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 It'll be 10.12. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. I don't know. All right, cool, cool. Well, okay, not, yeah. I think, uh, thanks, guys. I think. And by the way, Crapware, I never have really heard of, but I think that's an awesome name. <laughs> oh, yeah. Crapware. Crap box. <laughs> XP Boost. Well, I think what is this? This is yours, Matt. Matt, you talking about? Yep, this I guess here? I'm uh, taking the reins here. Um, so this is uh, just a it's a browser plugin for Chrome that uh, I kind of came across and just just start loving it. Uh, it's called Vimium. Uh, it's marketed as the hacker's browser. Uh, it's at vimium.github.io, um, but probably just Google for it. It's probably the easiest way to to get a hold of it. Um, it is a Chrome browser plugin, and it just adds a ton of keyboard shortcuts for getting around, navigating, um, all kinds of fun stuff like that. Uh, this one's the Chrome version. I know there's Firefox alternatives that exist, uh, at least one, um, but I haven't tried those out. I can't, I can't vouch for how good those are or not. Um, so I'm just going to kind of go right into what it really does. So um, adds keyboard shortcuts to many browser activities, uh, such as just going back and forward in history. Um, there's already keyboard shortcuts for that. Um, it makes it a little bit easier. There's, these are, the shortcuts are just normally one key you hit. Uh, so I'll go over some of the, so navigating. Uh, navigation on the page, you can just scroll half a page down or up using, hit, just hit U or D to go, one to go, U to go up, D to go down, uh, F to go a full page uh, forward, B to go a full page back. Um, so, and then there's also uh, J and K for going, just kind of scrolling up and down um, the, the normal smooth scrolling. Uh, so just a, a bunch of different, you know, one key to start moving the, the browser around. And uh, there's also keys to go left and right. I, I didn't go in everything. But uh, uh, so kind of just going down and around on the page. Uh, histories, you can hit uh, Control H or L to go forward or back in history. Um, it's pretty nice. There's also keybinds for that already too, but uh, it's not, not a huge thing. Um, a bunch of ways to interact with a tab. Uh, so you can go uh, go one tab to the left, one tab to the right, open a new tab, close a tab, reopen a closed tab, uh, close all but your current tab. Uh, so keyboard shortcuts for those. Um, and then onto the actual cool stuff that I, I really like. Um, so there's one that's called Open Link. Basically, you're on a page, you're scrolling around, you find a link you want to hit, you hit the F uh, key on your keyboard. It puts uh, normally a one or a two letter sequence next to each link and you just type that sequence and it clicks the link um, so you don't have to uh, it's kind of, kind of just removing the mouse um, I find that actually clicking the links when you hit F hit the sequence really awesome uh, if you hit uh, capital F and then type the sequence you can open the link in a new tab um, so really getting away from um, using the mouse uh, just as you're, as you're scrolling um, it also has something called the omnibar uh, which is if you think about like spotlight search in, uh, in Apple, when you hit the command space to bring up the, the bar, um, you can do that here as well. You hit the O, uh, the o key, it brings up this Omni search, and you can search uh, for URLs, search through bookmarks, search through your history, um, and it just kind of shows you a list of things. You filter it down, and once you find the one you want, you hit enter, and you can go there. Um, so pretty cool. I actually used to have a web page that I went to for bookmarks uh, that just kind of listed all of my bookmarks out. Uh, so I could go on any browser. I've transferred those to, to Chrome and uh, re just using this to search through bookmarks has been just awesome. Um, there's also a way if you hit uh, capital T, it brings up that same bar, but now it filters through all of your tabs. So if you've got 
uh, a million Chrome tabs open. Uh, you hit capital T, and then you've got a list of them, and you can kind of just filter down and find the way you want. So if you've got Gmail open somewhere in a Chrome tab, um, you can use this and just type Gmail and uh, find it right away. So <clears throat> there's there's a lot more key bindings, uh, and uh, these are just kind of the highlights, I guess. Uh, so I don't know, it's kind of cool. Uh, so what do I, I what do I use it for? Uh, mostly scrolling around the page. Um, I do the the U and D. Uh, browsers have the space bar to go down and shift space, but that's a full page, which uh, generally is a little bit too much for me. So I, I like the U and D to go go half page. Uh, visiting links, I thought that was the coolest thing. Is just um, anywhere on the page, you can just kind of click a link if you want to without having to reach for the mouse. Um, so really quick, uh, that was awesome. Um, and then opening bookmarks, like I was saying with you, that Omni bar, uh, that's definitely one of the, the cooler things uh, that I found. Um, so I'm still kind of slowly learning the rest. Um, I, I, I just generally use those scrolling, the F2 click links, and then opening bookmarks. Those are the, the ones I'm learning uh, that I've they've kind of gotten down to, uh, to memory. Um, but it's kind of cool where you can just kind of uh, take it and start learning things as you go and uh, just take maybe the, uh, that F2, the click links, uh, right away, and then start slowly learning the rest to kind of uh, speed up how you you browse the web. Um, some pros: um, I think the link visiting is probably worth giving this a try alone. Uh, just installing it, start hitting F and seeing the key sequences, and just start clicking on links. I think that's really cool if you if you don't like reaching for the mouse as much. So you you know you type Wikipedia right away, and the, uh, uh, whatever that Chrome's bar, the, whatever they branded it, and hit enter. Uh, Wikipedia comes up, uh, and then maybe you can just click a link right away without having to reach for the mouse. So just keeping on the keyboard for um, a little bit more, it just seems a little bit nicer. Um, all keybinds can be configured. Uh, so it's the keybinds are based off of Vim, which is a kind of a text editor that's been around, I think, since the 70s. Uh, so the uh, if you use Vim, these make a lot of sense. I'd imagine most people don't use Vim, so this may not make sense. So you, you can rebind all those or just uh, learn them. Most of them actually are, are uh, I, I thought, were pretty good. Um, and then you can disable it for certain domains. So um, if you use Gmail's keyboard shortcuts, um, these ones are going to clash quite a bit. So it will turn it off while you're in Gmail or Calendar um, and then just use it everywhere else. So that's kind of cool. Um, and it's really good at switching to typing versus entering commands. So if you enter a text field and you hit F, you don't want to bring up links. You want to actually type in the character F. So it's, it's pretty good at detecting that. Um, I haven't found any, any places where it's, it's done something that uh, when I actually wanted to enter text into, uh, into a field somewhere. Um, the cons, I guess is the flip side of that is just if you hit a page and it'll, you know, some of them will autofocus you into a search bar or into a name field or your username field or, or whatever, uh, then it kind of breaks your, your Vimium keyboard shortcuts. If you want to start scrolling down, uh, you'll start, I'll start hitting D and it starts entering D into the username field, which is not exactly what I wanted. Uh, so that's one of the weird things about this, this program, uh, kind of stinks in, in that regard where it's, it's kind of broken. Uh, if, if you hit a page and it goes straight to a text field, um, there is kind of a fix for it where it will disable the focus uh, to an input control right on when you on page load. Um, so you'll always have the Vimium shortcuts right away, and you can always uh, you, know, you can use F to bring up a text sequence to go into whatever uh, input field you want um, or not. Um, and then there's some things where it just doesn't work at all, like Google Docs. Uh, that's just like one huge input field, uh, so this really doesn't work at all. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the the short of it. Um, I actually uh, started using just using it to click links uh, and started moving to all the other uh, features that it has, uh, and I'm just really loving it. Um, so I give it a five out of five. It, you know, it does exactly kind of what it's it's meant to do, help you uh, use the mouse less while you're browsing the internet. Um, so yeah, pretty cool. Uh, you guys have thoughts? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm wondering, could you go a little bit more into the, <laughs> and, and maybe you've already talked a fair amount about it, but I just want to kind of. Make sure I understand. I, I I don't know if everyone else got it, but <clears throat> excuse me if that's the case. The uh, when you hit the F key on the link, how what it? How oh, does yeah. that work? I might have just browsed over. No, right. no, it's fine. I um, what what ex How does that work exactly? <laughs> so so you, you you load up a page, you hit F, and instead of every single link on the page, every single input, any anywhere you would want to click, 
just this little, uh, I think it's a yellow box comes up with one or two characters that you can type. Um, so if you want to, uh, you know, you load up a login page, you can hit F, and then next to the username and the password, there'll be, uh, you know, a one or two character sequence. Um, normally it's the home row keys, so like AS or maybe just F. Uh, so you hit, you hit whatever character it is, and it'll kind of highlight and filter them as you go. Um, then it just sends focus to that, that one element or clicks the link. Um, so it's kind of a, it's kind of maybe hard to, to visualize, but yeah. if you go to the page, they've got a, they've got a movie that you can kind of watch, but, um, you hit it and then every single link on the page just shows a, a character sequence next to it. Uh, I've never seen it more than two characters. Um, but, uh, so you get all these links with just all these characters next to them. And then it's like, okay, I want that link. That's a character sequence that popped up next to it. I'll, I'll type that sequence and now it clicks the link. Um, but it's only for straight text links. Or is it, you know, image links also, or... Uh... Yeah, uh, so text links, inputs, uh, buttons. Uh, the only things I've, I've seen it uh, not work is if uh, the web developer does kind of a, a no-no and makes a, uh, something that doesn't equal a link, like a div, or just some HTML element that really has no yeah. purpose for sending the user somewhere, and they add uh, you know, a handler to it. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry about it. It's... <laughs> Uh, the the site doing something that they they shouldn't be doing it, it makes no sense uh, HTML semantically but they they're doing it uh, so I've seen it in just a couple of cases where uh, the link that I want to click doesn't show up and it's I'll inspect it and I'm like okay yeah they they've implemented this in just a really wonky way hmm. nice that's it yeah so that's Tony, you got the chance to play around with it a little bit. What would you think? Yeah, um, yeah. Just as soon as I was reading what you were going to talk about, um, I did. I downloaded it real quick, and um, for the most part, I, I do like the appeal of just the the F key alone, <laughs> um, with all the links. And then, yeah, it just um, you know, you hit F on you know something with a whole bunch of links, and then your screen is littered with all these new uh, letters that come up, and then you get to you know just hit them. You hit them lowercase, it, it'll basically just as if you're clicking on the link, it'll open it up. But if you do it in uppercase or so hit shift and then do it in uppercase, then it opens it in a new uh, tab. And I thought that was great. Um, and I'm starting to learn that. But, um, you know, some of the, uh, uh, the, 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 I guess, shortcuts, I'm just still learning to uh, kind of memorize in a way. Um, and then I'm like, you kind of touch base on this. You know, if there's any input field, it, it won't work. And I'm like, why is this working in um in uh, Google uh, Docs, <laughs> I'm like it won't work in Google Docs, so it, it knows enough to know like oh you probably want to type something so we're not gonna have these enabled by default but I know there's ways around different things like that if you need to do that but um what was the back like you know I click on a, a link and then I want to go back what was that one again? Oh you can uh, so if you delete a link with their you hit the X key to delete a link you can hit Shift F which is Kind of an undo, so it'll bring that that uh, that tab back. So you can, if you you know, get rid of a tab and you realize, oh shoot, I actually wanted that or um, sure, oh that undo tab, yeah, oh. yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, there's so much, and I really do like um, you know shortcut commands. So this is this is really nice. I'll see myself playing around with this for a while, and if I like it, uh, keep going with it. Um, but yeah, so far it's really good. And I like something like that to save time. And I remember trying to learn all the Microsoft ones and then get an Apple, learning all those. <laughs> and now, and I switch back and forth between the two. And, you know, I, I like to have the keyboard of the one I'm using. And then if I'm using another keyboard, like if I have a Microsoft keyboard or one with a Windows key um, and just Control and Alt, and I'm on an Apple, then I do get screwed up a little bit. I usually can figure it out really quickly, but it does take me a little bit to think about it. Because um, I do like that, and there's the command for Apple. So God, yeah, I didn't even think about that. So <clears throat> these commands are all going to be the same regardless yeah. of what what Apple. So yeah, these seem yeah all the same cross-platform agnostic in a way. So I like that. Because yeah, I'm reading the first one where it says you can go back and forth in history, and I'm pretty sure there's key bindings for those. There's at least Apple ones that I use for that. But um, yeah, I guess learning these ones, and you know, if you switch between Apple and uh, Windows quite a bit, uh, mm -hmm. you would just have to know these ones. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, um, yeah, I, I want to. I'll probably put this on my um, my laptop too, so kind of see how that goes. But uh, yeah, so far, yeah, it looks it's really good. And I and on my laptop, I don't like yeah, I like the keyboard, and mouse, and the desktop. But um, 
I do know that you do waste a lot of time if you're just using the mouse a lot and you're doing a lot of typing. And going to that mouse really does take up. And then the laptop, I don't like touch pads at all. <laughs> but that's me. I'd rather use keep my hands on the keyboard. I like them better than the nubs. Oh, oh yeah, do they? Matt, yeah, my work oh, laptop has just a kidding. nub. I don't know. Matt, Matt used to love the nub. I don't, I don't know how he's I never that. liked the nub. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it's funny that HP has them on my work laptop. <laughs> nice. Oh, I thought that was I thought uh, that was an IBM only thing, but it was or Lenovo. Well, Lenovo. Wait. Yeah. Who? Well, that was before. That was ThinkPad. <laughs> that was even before Lenovo. Oh but, yeah. But uh, yeah. And I always uh, like in meetings, I take that nub off. I play around with it a little bit because there's a little, <laughs> there's a little piece of rubber on it, and I was all right, just take it off. <laughs> it's it's a know. dirty joke in here somewhere. Yeah. Uh, you could take it as it <laughs> is. About it's, rubber it's, and rubbing. Talking sure it could be dirty, but. I don't know. I just, it's easy to take off, and I think you get colored ones nope. if you want, and you know it's. Nice, but um, and then I just found out that like I guess my touchpad, if you double tap on this light, it turns on, and that disables the touchpad if you want to use the nub. I didn't really know that because I don't use the nub. And... Oh. Actually, I always have a docking station with that laptop too. I so. used to be. Uh, what's the word? Ve- ve- vehemently? What the hell's the word? <laughs> vehemently. Ve- or, is that right? I'm just Vehemble. not going to use the word. Uh, the, the V word, which means you hated. <laughs> I used to be uh, very much against. <laughs> where's the thor- thesaurus.com when you need it? Uh, very much uh, against the touchpad, and uh, now I've, I've really kind of grown to, to like. I, I know Matt has because he's got like his separate touchpad and everything accessory. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I, I have. But... I mean, I know you guys can, you know. You guys like that. Yeah, I hated it at first, but uh, Apple's. I used to have the. But went from a mouse to the Mighty Mouse because then you could have the two finger things to switch spaces. But I felt like that was like a carpal tunnel nightmare. Uh, it was so, sure. Although I will say you didn't have to. You barely really had to click that. Like it felt like you had to squeeze that thing harder than you did. I think. I, I don't know. Are we talking about the same thing? <laughs> I'm wondering what you're talking. Well, you said about. the magic. No, you said the wait. Mighty or Magic Mouse? Ma- magic maybe. Yeah, it's oh, probably the Magic Mouse. Wait, would you have to squeeze on that? <laughs> you didn't know it had it had a it was like a I'm mouse just talking about with the touch, touch yeah top. gotcha which i still have somewhat broken uh after trying to play diablo with that for so long nice and uh yeah that game do not i i i warn you if i hadn't warned you on the show before do not play do not try to play any games with the ma- the magic mouse because um especially diablo because you need both <laughs> to be able to click both of those mouse buttons simultaneously and it was as much as smooth of a mouse as that is and everything, and I, and I liked it uh, for what it was, yeah. I think, I think I hope Apple... Um, actually, I don't know. Does the... Because they put out the Magic Mouse 2. That doesn't... Uh, that probably does the same thing, right? You can't do both buttons simultaneously, right? I mean, that's kind of part of the... Uh, uh, I think you can. Magic of it. The magic. I think you have to turn it on, right? Don't you have to turn on the second, the right click? No, yeah, yeah, but it's a matter of doing it simultaneously because you can't do that with the original. You can you can do a left and right mouse, but you have to have one finger, only one finger on yeah. at a time, and that's that's what did not fly with with Diablo because you have attacks on both of those mouse buttons, so yep, independently of one another. You think you need a good, you know, you need a you need a decent gaming mouse for Diablo? I don't know. Well. Yeah, yeah, well, okay. <laughs> Not as a gaming, just a regular physical mouse with physical buttons. I am all about, though, having an all-in-one, you know me, I, I'm all about having an all-in-one device. I've gone through so many keyboards and so many different weird gaming uh, <laughs> controllers, including the, look this up sometime if you're if you're interested, the uh, or if you want to buy it from me, because I think I still have it. <laughs> the, uh, what the heck was it called? Uh, uh, gaming Alpha mouse. Alpha Grip, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, gaming gamepad, which I could probably find somewhere, <laughs> but it's it's like a combination keyboard and and trackball, and it's you're supposed to be able to do everything in one device. And it, I actually kind of got into it for a while, but ultimately, I think the big thing oh, that's with awesome. This is, is, I like that. I'm on their website, and the guy is sitting on his couch playing Warcraft. So this on is it? Is that what you wanted to do, Shane? I do. Yeah, it was what I wanted to do. And and I know. I, yeah, you were testing a lot. Thoroughly, of them, I have. Is that picture of Shane? <laughs> it, it could be Shane. I, I have don't know. thoroughly. I don't. I don't think it's feasible off, because uh, his icons look pretty small, and he's pretty far away. I don't know. I think he's gonna. This website I, has I, not been updated in ten years, probably. But <laughs> thirty day money back guarantee. 
Yeah. So um, I don't know. I think the big and and I'll admit I've I've gone way on a tangent here, but but uh, yeah, it uh, it's fine. Other than the fact that it, that uh, the the buttons weren't very like they were really you didn't have to push very hard on them, and I think that was kind of an issue because you'd accidentally push all the keys and that wasn't good but anyway uh yes what were we talking about the (laughs) the problem (laughs) keyboard miles yeah yeah well the browser so yeah um i'm all for shortcuts and things to efficiencies ways to make things easier and and i probably should try to give this chrome uh plugin or extension if you will uh a shot as well isn't it extension is it considered that or is a plugin something different they have uh-oh, I gotta look this up. Uh, <laughs> they have extensions, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know what the difference is. I wasn't sure. Is. Well, so for a while there, a plugin in a browser was like a, like Flash was a plugin, right? Is that, but that's obviously something separate, right? In the case of Chrome. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Well, but like a pla- the, the one password, they've got, that's an extension. Right. Use yeah. that. Uh, so it's probably an extension. But, Google Cast, that's an extension. Mm-hmm. You guys have a Google Cast or a Chromecast, and then they call them add-ons in some some browsers. But yeah, I'm just glad Flash is not one of them anymore. I'm, yeah, well, well, it is kind of. sort of. Yeah, yeah. It's just you have to click on stuff to make it play even, right? Something like that. Anyway, maybe we should uh, should we? Thanks, Matt. By the way, thank you. That was excellent. Uh, should we go on to uh, our write-ins that we got today, or? This week. Sure. Sure. All right. So are we calling out names here? Just just asking you guys in advance. First names, that's cool. <laughs> or not. <laughs> sure. All sure. Right. All right. We got one here from uh, Shauna who, uh, who wrote, did you know AOL CD collecting is a thing? Who would have thunk it? Well, <laughs> and maybe this is a little bit of an inside joke, but uh... is it a band? <laughs> do you do I have to put this in my CD player? <laughs> Do I have to get this out? Do I have to get my CD player out? So these guys all know Wait, what's that... a CD player? I think it is kind of an inside joke. I'd, we, Jeez, uh, I don't know how long ago it was. I was actually room, roommates with Shane, and I thought you had a full box of AOL CDs. Not yeah, you though. did. No. Or was it was that a full <laughs> box? Is that underestimating how much it was? Uh, it was just a bad I bet it's less than we think it is. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they made fun of me because I kept AOL CDs. And I don't know. Come to find out what... the this might actually be more people do this. <laughs> I, yeah, I watched a YouTube video after I saw this, uh, this write-in, and it was uh, it was two collectors kind of going neck and neck, and, and they were battling it out for who had the, the most AOL CDs. Uh, and one of them got invited to some kind of collector's conference, and the other one was uh, just super jealous of it because this person had, I think there was, they said something like 80% of the AOL CDs are all, you know, a couple different variants, nothing really crazy. But then that last 20% were just really hard to get a hold of special promos with different uh, labels on them and whatnot. And those are the ones that they're, they're kind of battling out to collect. <laughs> nice. But, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't know there was such a, uh, it's probably not big. It's probably just a few people. They probably know each other and, um, you know, probably just struggling to, to find anyone with any kind of LCDs. You might be a gold mine here, Shane. Well, the very, could yeah, be. it could be the very last one i'll say the very last one i i got wasn't even a cd at all it was given to me from a friend uh a guy tony and i went to school with uh and <laughs> it was actually a three and a half inch uh floppy disc Ooh, oh nice uh, yeah disc. do you have uh any of those that yeah that i think that is the only one that, or i should say a lot of those no no i think all the other those CDs. as well I mean, I would have if they were if they were given out. This must have been like one of the very first or something. Mm-hmm. I think all the others are CDs. But I know we I got just... those. Out. Those were everywhere. I I mean, I I just think like back when there were blockbusters. I think I remember <laughs> seeing like a little like you know yeah. section of them. You could take you know I mean you could just take it whatever you wanted. Get you know X number of hours free or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just talking about the floppy drive. I just remembered. Uh... We bought, I think, 50 of those things to back up our hard drive once. <laughs> it was just, you had this little box full of all these floppy drives. It's oh, only like 1.44 megabytes, so yep. something ridiculously tiny. Yeah, so if you, you had actually. This big box of 50 different ones to back up a hard drive. If you ever wanted to restore that, Jeez. you just wouldn't want to, probably. 
Well, all right. We got we have actually have a second Colin here for. Uh, I, I'm calling these Collins. These are write-ins. I don't know why I'm yeah. saying Colin, but um, uh, Christina writes, "Hello, techies guys. I am always looking for my phone, and it is black. So a lot of the time, it is even more difficult to locate. I don't have an iPhone with the tracking app. There's your first problem, and I am unaware <laughs> of that. Of laying any, out there right now. <laughs> of any that Android has. Recently, a coworker purchased the Tile app." Uh, and she's included some articles here, the first article, and got me thinking about how helpful a product like this could could be for me. I am not too tech-savvy, and I am not that familiar with Bluetooth apps and only recently got into the GPS on my phone. Is there some product or app that can be multi-purpose to help locate keys, phones, tablets, etc., that is not too difficult to discern while being a reasonable price? And she lists the two articles here, this or that. And then thank you. And I always enjoy hearing what you all are drinking at the beginning of the podcast and the random bonus tangents that your stories take. <clears throat> thank you. Presumably, so sign, presumably um, sign Christina. <laughs> with the, um, I, you know, like find my phone app. I mean, she seems to be losing it maybe in her house or whatever. But I mean, even if she had an iPhone with the, uh, you know, find my phone app, I, I don't think that would help her. I mean, I guess maybe it would. Have you guys tried that out yet on the iPhone? Yeah, actually, that's a valid point. I think that's what we were all going to kind of um, suggest. Although it does let, I think it pings it. Like, you can go to iCloud.com, click on Find My Phone, and it'll make a noise on your phone. So I guess there's that. I know that's something you can do with the watch now, too. The Apple Watch uh, does that same thing where you can just ping it. And and I I wasn't actually aware. I'm I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's definitely a lot more useful than... To your point, Tony, uh, than trying to locate it with just the GPS or something, because that's going to give you a pretty broad uh, range. That'll be like, oh, it's in my, okay, there's my house. That's that's probably within a couple hundred feet or something, right? I mean. (laughs) Yeah, the the pinging is really, that's where kind of the value comes in from Find My Phone. Uh, Sure. So that's pretty nice. But yeah, keys and wallet and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Oof. Yeah, I think you're limited to maybe just a GPS thing like uh, the, the tile that you've you've limited here or you, you've put down here and, and yeah that's going to be pretty tough like if you can't find your wallet it could be in your pants it could be in your, your dresser but gps isn't really going to help you out there right yeah so uh tile is the first thing the first link here and we correct me if i'm wrong we i think we talked about this on the show at one point but it's just and then i was at i was actually at best buy um yesterday and i saw these there as well and there's these little plastic uh i think in both cases these are rfid sort of uh things that not allow you to lose things potentially you stick this thing on keychains and those types of yeah you know they list keychains and uh what else they have them in backpacks and bags and those types of things and yeah i think i think that's a great solution potentially and on the tile website they list uh anywhere from you can get you know buy them uh, individually for 25 each if you get four it is uh four pack is 70 bucks eight pack is 130 12 packs 180 uh yeah so you could put these on all kinds of things if you're a if you're a uh dory of sorts or a <laughs> it's uh, relevant in the in the proverbial movie news right now or a uh what's another example of that i was trying to think of another character or something forgetful uh yeah i can't oh memento right <laughs> right matt that's not recent uh, in the movie <laughs> it's not recent i, I remember thinking i saw movie. that with you guys i fell asleep towards the beginning i don't know <laughs> <laughs> is that good that's a great that's movie, right though. That's, uh, well guy, that's because what Pierce. the beginning was at the end right is that how it works yeah oh, okay Who's yeah. the Who's the director? So my of that? false sense of a joke. Christopher there. Nolan did that one. Oh, that's why really Nolan did that one. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna have to see that again. I mean, it was good. This is an I interesting like... concept of how a movie starts off at the end and you kind of back up to how he's he kind of was in whatever situation it was. I don't know. I'm glad you don't remember, so you didn't just spoil it or anything. <laughs> Although it's I don't know. I don't know what way happened. Way overdue. Yeah. I can't so, spoil something I didn't see the end of. So the, so these are great, and and I'd say that's actually a pretty decent. Uh, it's not, although one for 25 bucks sounds like kind of why I'm, I'm actually more tempted to say like, yeah, I get 12 of them for 180. Why not? <laughs> but there you go. Uh, cool. and I don't then, know how yeah, durable they are. What if they're waterproof? I bet they are pretty durable. Uh, the other, the other link that was sent here is these RFID 
stickers that you can throw on different devices. And, uh, well, I mean, I will say that a sticker is something that's certainly more likely to fall off than one of these tile apps that, you know, it, I should say the tile, not the app, <laughs> the tile device has a, has a hole in the corner of it that you can put on keychains and things. So, um, that's less likely to fall off if, if it's actually around a keychain. Um, although the, this RFID sticker shows it on a keychain. I don't think that would work nearly as well. Um, but having said that, yeah, I think of those two, what do you guys think of the, let's just say so, if we had to say between those two, uh, what would be, well, let's just say, let's start with you, Tony. What, what would be well, I just wanted to kind of say, I just did a quick search on the <laughs> Google Play Store, and I was yeah. like, where's my droid? I mean, oh. there's an app that you could try. It's supposed to vibrate and beep for you. Like, I, I mean, I don't know anything about Androids. I got to say, maybe it doesn't work on your phone or whatever, and maybe you've done searches too. Um, but I just saw that, and it looks free. And I just see it says, you don't have any devices, so I can't install it. So it's interesting that they know that about me, but I guess Google does. So, um, yeah, I've never really been on a Google Play Store for Android devices. And I know that, uh, you know, all Android devices are different and the stores, you know, some apps work on some devices and some don't. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, you know, fragmented, right? I shouldn't say that, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, I guess in the two, I would say if you, you know, if, if you, you know, if you search like the App Store and you haven't found anything there, maybe I'd, I'd, start, I'd almost start there because you might be able to find a free option. But, um yeah, I, I've looked at the tile. I'm like, oh, this this seems kind of cool. So I might we try the try, try the tile. I don't know. What about you, Matt? So tile seems nice. I mean, it's a little bit bulkier, but it actually does give you some kind of audible message. Mm -hmm. If it's in the house, you could you could find a lot of you. But it is a bit bulkier. And the other one, the other one seems like it just says, hey, it's three meters from you, mm -hmm. or it's one meter from you. I'm not sure. I mean, I can see some value in that too. Um, but if you definitely lose it, having the GPS to, to find it, that, that seems a lot nicer with the, with yeah. the tile. So tile seems better, but I don't know if you could actually want to attach that to your phone. But keys or uh, wallet, that might be an option. Um, so, yeah, I think I think try and go to the Android store to find an app for, like Tony was saying, uh, for your phone. And then uh, something like the tile, that, that seems like a better option for wallet or purse or, or what have you. Yeah. yeah, so I, I will say a couple of things here real quick, too, about the, the RFID stickers. First and foremost, uh, it's they're calling this Finder. It's, it, it is a combination of app and, and the sticker, uh, so it's kind of a two-part system. But then also, it's also just a concept, apparently, at this point. <laughs> I didn't realize. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, concept, I say concept, idea at this point. And this article, although, well, no, that's 2012. Hmm. 2012 you would think <laughs> maybe not though maybe it never uh -oh. came to market it's not out uh, yet or it maybe canceled either way yeah that's <laughs> okay there's a comment on the website not in the market this is 2015 not in the market but how much would you pay for it <laughs> uh yeah yeah i guess your options are pretty limited then <laughs> uh i would say Tile or nothing. Tile, tile, iPhone, or you know what? iPhone. Cheapest, <laughs> cheapest thing of all. The I most might be biased. Option. Get the iPhone. What was it called, Tony? Find my droid or something? What was that Find called? my droid. It looked like it was made by a third party. Uh, and and that's wasn't something. By Google, it doesn't so. say you don't require like an actual droid branded phone or anything. I wouldn't imagine it's any Android I, phone. It's an Android device. I yeah, I guess I, yeah, that's true. I probably should have looked at the, uh, um, you know, requirements. No, that's fine. Uh, Probably yeah, around I, the same I price a of a top-end iPhone is the Laundroid. That might be a good <laughs> point. Nice. Nicely done. All right. Anything else, guys? Uh, Matt? <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> I hope we answered your question. This yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think so, right? I think we did We did all right here. Um a couple of bonus tangents while we were asking your, answering your question. I, I hope you enjoyed those ones, even though you probably wanted an answer to your question. <laughs> I think we uh, may have answered something, right? We didn't bring any... Well, I think... I don't know. We brought the other Find My Droid app to the table. At least that's something, right? It requires Android 2.3 and up. I do not know what they're on right now. Mm -hmm. um, In-app purchases, 99 to 399 per item, whatever that 
Uh, which you probably don't need necessarily, mm-hmm. but sure. All right. Well, so check us out. NiceGuyNetwork.com slash techies is our website. Leave us a rating on iTunes. Uh, techies podcast is where you can find that. Find us on some other places. Stitcher, Alpha Geek Radio, recording six, seven central on channel two. Check <laughs> techiespodcast at gmail.com is the email address. Techies podcast on both Facebook and Twitter. Boss makes a dollar. I make a dime. That's why I poop on company time. That's <laughs> and <laughs> just said throw that up there a little again. Wow, you read anything we put in the show notes. Look so that can... up. Yeah. <laughs> look look that up. Uh, <laughs> I think I pasted this in the show notes quite a few episodes back. The, if you haven't seen it, look it up. It's the Elmo animated uh, <laughs> gift. It's pretty sweet. All right, Matt, uh, where can people find you? I think it's Hugh Luck. On, Is that what you uh, think? Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> the pretty sure just tweet that person see what happens yeah nice and tony um i actually took my twitter down since i'm not on it anymore <laughs> what do you mean you took it down uh, right took all yeah, the twitter slash deleted it you know what honestly i can't really blame <laughs> you right now twitter is a complete cesspool of freaking uh fake women trying to get you to look at their webcams or whatever and that's like, true i got a lot of that i'm like are these that. people following me and then i'm like it's all advertisements and i'm like how am i getting this to where girls are <laughs> i don't know i don't want any of that nonsense part of it was that i thought i heard that twitter potentially got hacked and that oh, sometimes makes me want to just delete all that stuff too that and snapchat has officially passed it up in half the time well i keep saying half the time they did it in five years they have, they have out uh not that they're closely related or anything but in five years snapchat has more users than twitter does now in 10 years which is wow. kind of crazy yeah which i may have mentioned last i think i did mention last episode sorry if i keep repeating that anyway That's uh okay. check out our other shows at niceguynetwork.com anything else you guys want to talk about real quickly before we sign off here i am good excellent yeah, we're good all right Thanks, everyone, for listening, per the huge, and until next time, tech or easy.